hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by first-time Psych Watcher, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Uh, great. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, have you been eating any good food lately? Any gone into good restaurants? Are you asking because you know? No, I'm asking because this episode is about uh. restaurants. Oh, yeah. Um, I was at Gordon Ramsay's uh, place in Vegas last week. Um, Wonderful. What did you order? Uh, well, it was like a preset menu. So mm. um, it was like a, oh my God, I don't remember what it was at the beginning. I, all I know is I, I ate uh, Beef Wellington, which was great. Okay, because that's one of his big things. Uh, yeah, it was great. Beef Wellington. So good. Hold on. I think I have a picture of the menu. No, I deleted it. Oh, no, I have no, it. No. Okay, so we started with a Caesar salad. Or okay. a British-style onion soup. I'm not an onion guy, so I got the okay. Caesar. And then I had a beef wellington, and I had a sticky toffee pudding for dessert. Wonderful. Great stuff. Uh, none yeah. of that stuff is in this episode. Meat is murder, but murder is also murder. Um, yep. But yeah, it's an episode about restaurants. and But it's also mostly about your uncle who doesn't like you. That's really what it's about more than anything. Whom amongst us doesn't have an uncle that yeah. hates their guts? Mm-hmm. But we start off in 1987 where Sean is trying to get it to Henry's good graces by baking him some muffins because apparently Robocop's coming out that Friday. Um, which, you know, having seen Robocop, I don't think that he, Sean should be seeing it at that age. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I recently watched a clip online because um, I'd seen it as a kid, as a kid, like probably his crazy. age actually. Um and I remember, like, it didn't, like, obviously strike me as being overly violent, mostly because I didn't know what violence looked like. Uh, but when I rewatch it, and, like, when that dude gets, like, the toxic waste, like, yeah. stuff, and then he gets run out, oh, shit was crazy, man. No, the, oh it, the bit where at the end where the guy, people get shot up by the new robot is one of the bloodiest scenes in film history. Like, it's just, it's, like, <laughs> We've not... talked about Robocop before, right? I, feel like I don't think have... so, actually. Maybe. <sighs> But it is – oh, we talked about Kurt Wood Smith being crazy in it, but I don't think we talked about Yes, 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 um, yes. It is truly like – a lot of the 80s R-rated action movies are like mild R's. Robocop is a hard R movie. That's like NC-17. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, if, if it was up to Paul Verhoeven, yes, this movie is going to be NC-17. Um, oh, Lord. Anyway. Uh, what I will say so. is maybe he would – maybe he he's a little bit – maybe he didn't see the previews and he was just uh, – okay with the idea of Sean wanting to watch a movie about a cop. Oh, for sure. Um, and so, or he'd be like, no, with real police work, you don't need to be a robot. Anyway, um, but Henry quickly figures out that it's a lie by making up fake ingredients in the recipe because he noticed that the flour, the trail to the pantry, were sure enough, Gus is uh, in there with, did you read Gus's apron? No. Did it take us to book or something? It says, uh, cook them, Dano. Like, book them, Dano, from Hawaii Five O. Good stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah. Anyway, we cut to the future, and Gus is uh, parking, and you see his Uncle Burton, played by the great John Amos, legend of television. Rest in peace. Uh, he thinks he's still alive, but... Uh, yeah, I know. That's my shtick, though. I understand my that. Shtick, but he's, old. Yes, he's, like, old. He's, like, he's too old to do that, though. Like, he's... Because he might be dead, you know. Um, I, I thought for a second, like, is he dead? But it's like, no, 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 I would know if John Amos was dead. He's actually younger than Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson's pretty old. Yeah, just John Amos, he's most famous for being on Good Times. I know him best as his role in The West Wing. Admiral Percy Fitzwallis, great guy. One of my favorite guys. 
Anyway, um, so he you very immediately get that he doesn't like Gus because he's like public parking, huh? Which is a crazy thing to say to assume a restaurant has a valet. Uh, it's a crazy thing to assume that a restaurant would have valet. Like, yeah, if if I get maybe I'm uncultured, but if I was if if me and my family are going to a restaurant, like the majority of restaurants in the world don't have valet parking. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess if it's your relative in town, you're taking them somewhere nice. You're not taking them to the fucking Cracker Barrel. I guess barrel. so. Maybe, you know, Ozzy might be Florida because, like, no, I don't even know if I've ever been to a valley restaurant in Florida. I truly don't. Maybe, like, Miami, obviously, but, like, where I grew up, it just was not a thing that happened. Um, yeah. That, this might just be a cultural thing because both being in the uncultured part of Florida and then living in New York City where there's not a lot. Well, there is valley parking, but you don't drive anywhere, so. Um, right. But, yeah, it's just something I'm not – I really am not familiar at all with valet parking is a concept anyway oh that's um, that's all too familiar yeah he, i also yeah because finding, finding street parking is right cause you have to validate yeah mm-hmm. um anyway uh so sean shows up because he tracked us his phone um but we learn we we learn basically the sean i mean gus pulls sean aside and we learn the conflict of the episode what miscommunication happened which is kind of the root of all the shenanigans i forgot how it happened but essentially um the, his great, I guess Gus's great aunt somehow, uh, I guess Gus had told her that he works at a psychic detective agency, but didn't say in what role. And she assumed that he was the cop in the equation. So mm-hmm. that lie just became a lie that just, he lied mm-hmm. for so long about it that he just can't pull it back. At this point. Exactly. So Uncle Burton thinks that Gus is the psychic. And so uh, Sean is there though to he say. that Sean is the assistant. Exactly. Yeah. But Sean is there to say that they have a case. Uh, that they want to be to have them look at. So they go to a house, um, and Uncle Burton's just walking around, you know, and he thinks he can be there because there's no crime scene tape or whatever. Because Buzz tries to stop him. Um, yeah, we both yeah. can't stop yawning. This is yeah, tremendous. I mean, I, yeah, but I, what's your excuse? It's six twenty in your side of the country. It's nine twenty on mine. Anyway, the dead guy is Vince Wagner, a food critic. Um, which right. is a great job if you can get it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I never really thought about it, but well, also I eat like a child, so I probably couldn't eat anywhere. I would have to ask for everything without onions or something, which is just not what eh, I do. It's whatever. Yeah, but anyway, uh, he was poisoned. Well, we actually we don't know if he was poisoned, and they want to see if they can tell if his wife did it. But first, they snoop around in the kitchen a little bit. Yeah. Well, first we mentioned the dish, the last dish that he had, which was his wife's chicken chicken soup. soup. Uh, so yeah, they, Sean and Gus step into the kitchen to do a little bit of perusing and I guess game plan on how Gus is going to pretend to be the psychic. Yeah. And, uh, Sean opens a fridge and he notices there's a lot of takeout. He notices Mm. some scorch marks on the edge of the, like, uh, the cookware. Mm-hmm. So and there's one more clear. I forgot what it is, but basically, it's that she's keeping chicken next to raw chicken next to veggies on like the same tray. Okay, right, which leads everyone to believe, which leads Gus to loudly exclaim that she was a bad cook. Mm. And Mrs. Wagner is over in the other room, and she overhears it and says, uh, you sound just like my husband. Yes, because apparently her husband raided everything she did, including sexual intercourse, and she never got two stars, which, man. No, she only got up to two stars. Oh, yeah, sorry, she never broke two stars, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which, you know what, like... This guy probably deserved to die. Oh, a hundred percent. That is like the most horrible thing. Like, oh man. Um, yeah. And so we learned, but she used talking about how she would cook him at least one meal a week for health reasons because he had some bad health news. 
um, because he ate out so much. Um, And so that's what leads Sean to conclude that um, she didn't kill him because if she wanted to kill him, why would she be cooking him healthy meals? Um, Right. You know, but he before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And not only that, but apparently he had been complaining about having a stomach ache the that's, that comes in the scene next which is why well, I, I mean was... it's the same shit anyways no but i wanted to point out that he has a black tongue okay and then yes then we learn that he had a black tongue and gus says that that's from stomach medicine which leads them to realize oh he had an upset stomach that's why he wanted chicken soup right yeah it's the most mom i have a stomach ache uh, meal you can have mm-hmm. so... but the relationship is a can of ginger ale next to his body Right. Uh, oh, I didn't notice that. Wait. No, I said what they should have had. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, so then the next day, Sean shows up to the psych office, mm-hmm. and he's he's got some goodies from the Candy Emporium. Mm-hmm. This yeah. time for research, though. Yes. Um, and and they, I actually already skipped candies. over this bit by accident. So. Oh, you did? Okay. I, well, I, I said the conclusion of it without mentioning the candy, that they noticed that the black tongue because the stomach meds, etc. Oh, right. We just saw that he had a black tongue at the house itself. Got yeah. It. And yeah. then so Uncle Burton comes in and is basically like, this place is disgusting. Sean, you should clean up. You're the assistant, which is very funny. And he is telling Gus that they should investigate even though he's in town because diagnosis murder never let family get in the way. Earlier, by the way, he mentions that Hill Street, he's a lot, seen a lot of Hill Street blues. The man watches a lot of cop shows. Um, and this is when Gus calls upon the spirits. Uh, to t- he sings you know, to them. Basically. Oh, spirits always willing to lend a helping hand. I bet you that you didn't even need to look at the episode to know what he said, right? Uh, I had the notes, but I, this is an episode I've seen a lot. This one is pretty heavy cable rotation. Um, okay. Um, uh, yeah, and, you know, th- he's mentioned that someone put something on the food at a restaurant um, because, uh, yeah, that, that, that that's what he clearly got sick beforehand. Um, and Sean is trying to pantomime what the psychic readings, um, and it doesn't go that well. No, um, but I mean, they have the gist of what they're, you know, what they want to go to the police with. So they propose heading over there and Gus tells uncle, you know, Burton to just, you know, hang back, you know, just hang out. But no, he's, he's, he's very much, uh, interested in the case. He's interested in his, uh, nephew's, uh, Mm -hmm. career. So that's nice. Exactly. So they go to the station and Gus is like, I can't be psychic in front of the cops, but Sean has a way around it where Sean starts speaking nonsense. Um, and we also notice in the scene that Lassie's arm is in a sling, which is, of course, because apparently Timothy Amundsen uh, broke his collarbone riding his bike to work. Um, so, oh, really? Okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting for the explanation. I completely forgot that. Yeah. No. To even think about it. Yeah. Uh, and so what, but what he said, what Sean says when Gus comes in is that, Apparently the psychic vibes are so extensive, he needs someone to translate his nonsense. So, Goss is translating, which to Uncle Burton looks like he is, you know, uh, being psychic himself. Yeah, correct. So, it's a bunch of, you know, jumbled words, and basically Gus gets out that the critic was poisoned at a restaurant, and they all agree. Um, And... Um, so yeah, Chief Vic orders another tox report mm-hmm. and, uh, and then like right after that, Sean basically mentions that this must have happened in the last 24 hours. So he thinks about the containers that he saw in the fridge 
Mm-hmm. And he first says it's the Kirby A. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's not a bad name for a restaurant, honestly. No. Um, but that's not what he's talking about. So he asked Gus because Gus is a total foodie. Um, if he can remember what what restaurant has a logo with a Kirby A. Uh, mm-hmm. So he draws it on his hand and mm-hmm. we get to it's Antonio's. Now, can I ask a trivia question for the no funk and strictly Munkin heads? Andre, what episode of Monk also relied on takeout from a restaurant uh, as a clue? Like someone bringing home an unfinished meal? It was definitely like Asian food, right? No, not the, the specific type of food was not important. Uh, I don't remember. It was Mr. No Monk meets Dale the Whale. Remember that that's how they know that the cooking, like the, the fire alarm went off. It wasn't necessary because she couldn't have been hungry. She brought her food home in a doggy bag. Come on. No, it's all obvious. Everyone, everyone remembers this. Everyone remembers this. Is that um, the first time he meets Dale the Whale? Yeah, it's Mr. Monk. It's the third episode of the show. Um, okay. Yeah, I definitely don't remember that. Andre, we've been doing this show for how many episodes? How do you not recognize my... I'm, I just have a problem with my mind where I remember this shit, and I think I jokingly pretend that it's easy to remember. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I have uh, issues. Anyway, uh, Chef Antonio, who... Am I crazy? The, it, it seems like the, the character is ADR'd entirely. That the lot this that the voice does not sound like it's coming out. I I doubt you noticed this, but I definitely did with my headphones. It feels like it's a completely ADR performance. You watch it with your headphones on? Yeah, I, I watch everything with my headphones on. Like what? You watch it on your laptop? Yeah, I watch everything on my laptop. Or if I do my TV, I uh, connect my wireless headphones to my phone, connect my phone to my Roku app, and I listen through because. <laughs> Because my, my New York City walls are very thin, and basically, if my roommate listens to something on his TV, it's incredibly annoying, and I do him that courtesy of not doing that to him. You know, okay, I swear this is not a dig, but uh, you know why I don't watch... I mean, that sounds great, and I've heard a lot of people do that. Um, I just, I don't watch TV alone, so... Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I didn't think that was a dig, but it's, you know, it is okay. what it is. Uh, so... <laughs> to make sure. But anyway, yeah, it really did say it was weird. It sounded like ADR. Maybe it wasn't, but uh, anyway. no, to, to me, it sounded more like he was doing a really bad Italian accent. Uh, I agree. It wasn't great. Yeah, it almost it, that's why like I was noticing that, but like the lie just were not matching up. And the specific thing too is that they did sound like they were in the same room. Like it sounded like ADR. You know, you can tell when it aligns ADR kind. Yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Uh, so they say it's a surprise inspection. They go to meet Chef Antonio. Um, but apparently there was another surprise inspection recently. Um, yeah, so I mean, I I don't know how that works, but did you ever watch the show The Killer, by chance? The Killer. Yeah, or is that what it was called? The one with Donald Gleason and Steve Carell. No, I okay. did not. Sorry. Right, well, he played a food inspector in that. Uh, Donald Gleason did. Uh. It's a good show. Watch it. Anyways. So yeah, and Gus, they're just walking around. And Sean strikes up a conversation about what do you hear about the critic, and of course, Antonio hates him. He made my life miserable. Which, like, I guess, I guess in some upper crust circles, it might make a difference. But I don't know a single food critic's name. Like, who? I, who, <laughs> I only know one, and he's dead now. But he was a very famous one for the L.A. Times, Jonathan Gold. Yeah, I, that, okay, that sounds familiar. But I, honestly, I remember him when he died because people came out of the woodwork and were like, I love this shit. And I'm like, people read food reviews. Um, the only food I, review I've really ever read was the one that made fun of Guy Fieri's Times Square restaurant, which went viral, but that's it. Um, oh, man. I've eaten at Guy Fieri's, too. I love, I, I, I have, I fully subscribe to the Guy Fieri's Good campaign. Uh, all, as, the, 
as a comedian Shane Torres has a bit that says he's like all the man does is travel around the country highlighting small businesses and we hate him because he has flames on his shirt <laughs> yeah that's true I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, that seems to be the only thing yeah anyway um so as we're talking about that um the cops come in and arrest him but at that moment Sean sees something and it makes him realize they got the wrong guy yeah, um, yeah. I guess the clue here is that typically Chef Antonio slices his mushrooms in like slivers, and yes. the the mushrooms that were in the risotto that were in the leftover container were mm-hmm. cut into cubes. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know too many people that cube their mushrooms. Yeah, that's a crazy thing to do. Maybe yeah, it was easier for transport. Um, yeah, I don't know. And also, like they say that he wrote, prepares all the meals himself mm-hmm. um, for one, but. That's crazy to do for a risotto because you just gotta be. I mean, that's like not. That's not a. The head chef shouldn't be doing that. You gotta stir it. It's nothing but stirring. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, Sean is trying to lassie and Sean's snooping on the notes that the critic took, and one of the notes is that the risotto was tepid, which, pretty strange that uh, the food for serve for a restaurant critic would be cold, huh? Pretty strange. Yeah, at a five-star restaurant, no less. Uh, Antonio didn't really strike me as a five-star, but okay, let's just go with it. Um, and that's when Lassie just, you know, kind of blows him off and just tells him that, um, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's a mm-hmm. open and shut case. And I love the way that he pronounces risotto. He says mm-hmm. it like the actual way, which is always nice. Yes, and so Uncle Burton comes and he thanks him for an incredible day. He said it was like a regular Rockford Files, um, and. Uh, Gus thinks this is huge because no, he, no one, like Uncle Burton likes no one. One of his, Gus's cousins apparently took him to the Super Bowl and he didn't thank him. And Sean notes that he sees all, he's seen every crime show and he thinks he's even saw Manimal. Um, and to so, be fair, he probably took him to that whack-ass Seattle-Denver Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was going to make a joke about time travel, but like I know you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and Don't so, step on my joke. yeah, I know. And so they realize, like, okay, if it wasn't Chef Antonio, they have to solve the case before he leaves, right? Yeah. Um, because, so you know, they, yeah. Yeah, to make Gus look good. Um, so they head over to the Santa Barbara Mirror, which is where uh, Wagner was employed. And uh, they try to get a word, uh, they try to get a word in with the editor. Wait, can I have a question? Quick intended? question. Sure. How, uh, what year do you think uh, Gannett Media bought and shuttered the Santa Barbara Mirror? That was a real thing? No, I'm, I'm making, I'm saying I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I don't paper. even know who the, who the first thing is. Gander oh, Gannett Media? Media, they were like a huge, I think they're now go by like Tronk Media. They basically were like a company that bought a bunch of newspapers and shut them down. You know, you know, like the reason? way the world is. Be, venture capital, like private equity that they buy the stuff and then they sell it off for parts. It's, why do you think the whole economy sucks? Where these big, you know, shareholder run things buy companies oh, and they're like, like you're not making no, not by basically the idea is, you know, like the whole the central problem of the world at the moment is that making a profit is not important. What's important is making the most profit profitable. So what these companies will do is they'll buy like a newspaper and then in order to get their stock price up, they'll like sell the whole thing or like strip it for parts. So then shareholders are like, they're being serious about cutting costs. And then they don't actually end up making more money. And then they just keep buying stuff and buying stuff. It's why, it's why, yeah, it's like the problem with everything is honestly that, is that these wow. big companies just buy a bunch of shit and they don't try to make a little bit of profit. They just try to, it, either people, things make 200% profit or they get shut down. It's why the world sucks. Anyway, 
Um, okay, so yeah, they go to the editor, um, and the guy is way too busy. Mm-hmm. So he basically pawns off um, Wagner's assistant, this guy named Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cooper helps him out with pulling out a bind, a whole binder full of what they call, what he calls, uh, the angry chef letters. Mm-hmm. And they range from a, a you know mild, uh, mild dislike letters mm-hmm. to abhorrent distaste or mm-hmm. hate or I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and Sean and Gus ask if they have like I want you dead letters, and they got a whole section for that. Mm, exactly. Um, and so they decide that they have to talk to the chefs who do sent those letters, and they're gonna make it. They're gonna make reservations, and so they have like a little montage where they're eating and talking to chefs. The first one, uh, like a Creole type chef, apparently uh, Vince calls his jambalaya jambalousy. I love that. Um, apparently oh, at a sushi no. restaurant, uh, someone, they called his, uh, they, he said about his like miso soup that miso disappointed. Um, and then the rest of them aren't that clever, but there's just a lot of them eating, you know? No, ass cake was pretty good. It's oh, not sorry, clever, but cake. it's fucking good. Ass cake. And then you see him eating some ribs, some noodles. Um, and oh, I do love the I'm bit so where when they're at the one restaurant, uh, Uncle Burton says to Gus, ask some more questions, ask some more questions. Maybe she'll give us some cookies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the whole time uh, I want candies playing in the yeah. background, which yeah, should have played and, earlier. And so uh, they end up then eating at a restaurant that Antonio didn't even sorry that Vince didn't even review. And then I love the line, "Well, that was the tastiest dead end." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they come to the conclusion that all those chefs that were on that list were way mm-hmm. too busy that night to have uh, yeah. concocted mm-hmm. or to cooked up a scheme yeah. to uh, kill uh, yeah. Wagner. So, but what they do realize is like, wait. Wagner's job was great. Maybe the, there's something going on at the newspaper that someone would want his job. So, in order to get FaceTime with the editor in chief, Sean has to get a job there, and so he needs to become the head of horoscopes. So he does a classics. I always, I mean, it's the same reason why you like a Sherlock Holmes thing—just the reading a room of people and guessing stuff. It's honestly, I, I could, it's great. I always like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, of course, it's good, and you know. Sean, sure enough, becomes astrological forecaster. And uh, so, yeah, it's an undercover job, essentially. And he starts his series of horoscopes by being extremely specific. Um, he's specifically writing horoscopes for people in his life. Um, Which is very funny to me, I personally. I think it's oh, it hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a good one that lasts throughout the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, Cal, uh, Cal is important. Salt and pepper-haired man, a promotion in the future. Walk backwards with doorways for good luck. Uh, Jules reads hers as a Libra. One true love will be wearing an a, uh, an Applejack's t-shirt and sneakers. Um, want want to do horoscopes right now? Let's see what the horoscopes are right now. If you don't mind, do you wanna? Yeah, let's see. All right, free daily horoscope dot com. Uh, you are a Scorpio, correct? Correct. You may need to jump to many different people and situations today, Scorpio. Yet something. Wait. Uh... Uh, yet something is holding you back. Listen to this inner voice that's asking you to be conservative at this time. You may have many. You have many more profound things to say when you filter your thoughts through a large funnel. Be open and insecting of many things, but only allow a limited outflow. That's gobbledygook. I don't know what you feel about that, but uh, yeah, I think it's all bullshit. Honestly, what about you? So do I. Mine is Taurus. Don't underestimate the power of other people today, Taurus. They may seem flighty and scatterbrained on the outside, but underneath you will find that they have a great deal of wisdom to share. It may take some probing on your part to draw this wisdom out, but once you do, the outpouring of information will richly reward you. All right, that's 
good advice, but also not your, applicable to me. Your birthday is up up soon, then, right? And my birthday is uh, Saturday. Oh shit! Okay, right on. Happy twenty yeah. first birthday. Thank you. That's uh, that was a couple years ago, but I appreciate you saying that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so he they go into the office of the editor in chief and ask about the restaurant critic job. Yeah, um, and. <clears throat> Uh, the editor thinks that Sean is just wanting to apply for that job because apparently uh, it's a really cushy job. Everybody wants to do it. As a matter of fact, they have 100 applications to go through. And Sean, with his tremendous sense of vision as being a psychic, uh, offers to be the one to comb through all the applications and see who would be the best fit. Yes. He offers his soothe services. Um, Correct. And we see that apparently everyone's vying for it. This one guy is describing Cheetos at, in a you know food critic way, um, and so mm-hmm. Gus is kind of concerned because Uncle Burton leaves that day, and so uh, they need to solve it quick. But they need to talk to a guy who knows what thing or two about mushrooms. Yeah, they go to Mister Moody. Um, he's a mushroom, a local mushroom farmer. If anyone can help, he can. Um, so they ask him how many. You know, mushrooms does he grow in his farm? And he says over 200 or something. And they, you know, they get the brass tacks, ask him if he grows any death cap, um, which, you know, he says he, that they don't, but he knows a few places in the area where you can find it. So um, Sean asks the next question, which is, where can you find it? Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoa, why do you want to know? And Sean's asking, why do you want to know? Why I want to know. And they go, they do this whole rigmarole of that. And essentially, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Moody eventually reveals that someone already came in a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and he remembers exactly what he looks like. Now, can I ask you an important question? Uh, sure. de- a, what is a, a Deadly Mushroom's favorite uh, indie pop rock band? Uh, Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, God. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he gives the description of the guy. Um, sorry, I actually was, I completely spaced out on the last thing you said because I needed to get the correct genre classification of Death Cab for Cutie. Did you go through the description already? I said he knows exactly what the guy looks oh, like. Oh, thank you. I, that's what I thought you said, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't stepping on it. He says that the man was nine feet tall, he had sun coming out of his mouth, and he had a hippopotamus for a hand, which, you know. Yeah, sure. Sounds like a lot of people I know. So they get back to the office. Uh, and who is in there? None other than Henry Spencer, who is reading his horoscope. Yeah, and it's mentioned something about being a crabby guy and also uh, to return the BB gun that you might have taken from your son in the second grade. Yeah. So just another specific horoscope. Yes. And so he brings up that they're investigating this murder and Antonio's in jail. And Henry says, you, of course, know about the veggie burger incident, which was apparently that people were getting mad at Chef Antonio for the veggie burger being flavorless. And Henry, of course, has an issue with this. But instead, and in, in, to respond to the complaints, he added beef broth, the veggie burger, and this uh, vegan vigilante, she calls herself, named Dwyer, organized boycotts and has been really vocal against him. Um you know, there's some classic anti-vegetarian stuff, which, like, I'm not vegetarian. I don't know if I'll ever be vegetarian, but I think that that's, like, super hacky now. Am I crazy? Like, you know? Yeah, it just absolutely. I feel ha- it, Yeah. Because it's kind of like, the thing about it, too, is it's like, I'm not vegetarian because I just don't have the discipline to do it. I don't think that I'm right for, you know what I mean? Like, it just, I, it, 
Correct. Yeah. yeah I, I don't have the palate for just munching on uh, vegetation. Let's just say. Exactly. So uh, they go. Um, yeah, that uh, Henry mentions that he saw her at a drive through a couple days ago, which sounds like unhelpful, but she's not driving at the drive through. She's chained up in front of a burger restaurant, which. OK, yeah. Yeah. OK, that's funny, because I originally when I saw that, I'm like, what was she at the drive through at? She just getting the tofu at Panda Express. I guarantee mm. that has animals in it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I'm trying to think, is there anything that vegan you could do? No, probably not. Um, so, uh, have you, you ever seen someone... Cake from Jack in the Box? No, that's got to have eggs in it if it's milk, you know. That's true, that's true, that's true. That's yeah. Uh, they have a chocolate lava cake at Jack in the Box? That's cool. Yeah, they do. Jack in the Box is not uh, anywhere I've ever lived. I know, um, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Um, have Ooh, you ever seen someone... Second, they have, sorry, they have a black bean taco, I think, at Taco Bell, which you can get without cheese, I want to say. So yeah, oh, so you could you get a potato taco without cheese. Yeah, you could do yeah, that. You yeah, taco, yeah. taco Bell, you could definitely do it. You could get a potato yeah. taco with no cheese. You could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, you said, do you know somebody who what? Have you ever seen anyone chained up in a protest? Because I don't know if I've ever seen that in person. I don't think I have. No, I can't say I have. And LA is full of weird fucking people, so. Yeah, they call it Hollyweird, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, they're questioning her. They're like, "Where well, you were at Antonio's restaurant?" And he was. She apparently was near there Tuesday night, which oh, that was when the poisoning happened, um, right? And so uh, Lassie and Jewel show up, and of course Lassie's like, "Who's in charge of this freak fest?" Because you know he hates hippies. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So he asks where the restaurant manager is, and um, so he goes, oh, and Sean says, "Probably inside the restaurant managing," which I really liked. Um, and so Lassie heads inside and he's still doing the walking through doors backwards g- mm-hmm. gag, which is still good. It's a good um, gag. Yeah. It sounds like he ate shit inside, but you know, hope mm-hmm. he's okay. And Jules notices something about Sean's appearance. What happened? Jules notices something about Sean's appearance. Oh yeah. She's like, uh, cause he's wearing an Apple Jacks t-shirt and he's wearing sneakers and she asks, uh, how long ago Sean got the, yeah. um, got yeah. that shirt and Sean mentions like he's had it forever and yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I used to have a lot. I still have plenty. A lot of like old school brand t-shirts, like old Coca-Cola, Pepsi, never had an Apple Jacks. I always wanted one, but it was never, you know, I never found one at a store, but like an old Cocoa, Cocoa Puffs t-shirt, you know, these are all types of things that you can imagine me wearing. Um, and so, uh, uncle Burton shows up and he's so excited. He has a postcard telling everyone about Gus's great psychicness. And this is when Gus starts to go kind of, he kind of takes the ball and runs with it and starts accusing, uh, the vegan vigilante of murder. And he, she says the meat is murder. And then this is where we get the titular, but murder is also murder, which I like. Um, but there's a problem. They get some bad news in the middle of the spiel that pokes a hole in this theory. Yeah, there is a. There was another person that died from a similar poisoning. Apparently, uh, these the the death cap mushrooms were dumped uh, near a dumpster mm-hmm. downtown, and now it, I mean Gus still kind of thinks maybe it was her, like maybe she snuck away, but no, it wasn't because it was a six foot tall man. So uh, the mm-hmm. vegan vigilante is not a six foot man. No, uh, and not a six fingered man either. That was the person who killed uh, Trudy Monk. Remember? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and not a one-armed man. That was the guy who killed Richard Kimball's wife. 
Correct. And he was also in Twin Peaks. Interesting. How many people in the world do you think have six figures? How many people do you think have six fingers in the world? Uh, I would say like in the million somewhere. Probably, yeah. That's the thing. The rule of big numbers. But yeah, I always, you know, interesting thought. Okay, how about this? If you have six fingers, please write into the show. Yeah, Um, please. Please do. Yeah. Um, So anyway, yeah, apparently a homeless man uh, died. He ate the mushrooms. Big L for him. Kind of just sad they kind of skip over this dude. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Does he ate Uh, his mushrooms out of the... I wouldn't eat... I'm not above. I I can understand someone eating out of the trash, but eating mushrooms <laughs> you out of the to trash. Say, I'm not above eating out of the trash. No, no, I was gonna say that. What I was gonna say is, if I was uh, unhoused, I could see myself doing that. But like mushrooms, I wouldn't be positive that they were edible mushrooms. You know, like that's just why would you assume that? Uh, I mean, if they're in a dumpster in a downtown area, I'd be more inclined to believe that they're not the poisonous kind. If they yeah. were out in like the wilderness, but, then but yeah, how do you know if not. they're like not psychedelic mushrooms? I guess you're getting sustenance there. Well, and that's cool too. I guess you're, <laughs> you're zooted out. You're zooted on the streets of Santa Barbara. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. So um, yeah, they they learn that it's at Laguna Street and Vista Street, which apparently is right near the paper. But they can't. They they so that means that it's probably someone's paper, but they can't really solve it because Uncle Burton's flight leaves in an hour. So anyway, um, they're in the car going yeah. there, and Uncle Burton has a suggestion for how they run the business. Yeah, he suggests that maybe Sean might be weighing Gus down, and uh, that you know some detectives work better on their own. Mm-hmm. There was a reason why it was called Murder She Wrote, not Murder They Wrote, and mm-hmm. uh, and Sean agrees. You know, he says that you know you might be right about this. Um, and then basically, you know, Uncle Gus, Uncle Guster, <laughs> Uncle Bo- a- Uncle Burton. It's not Uncle Guster. It's his mom's uh, brother. Sorry, Uncle Burton. Um, mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say Guster or Buster. Um, Buster, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, like he was in such a rush to uh, to pack his bags that he forgot his hippo shirt, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because we have heard the word hippo earlier yeah. in this episode, and apparently, the hippo mm-hmm. shirt in question makes his arms look good, but also mm-hmm. have a little like. Not quite. It's like a Lacoste alligator. Exactly. But like, yeah, that's clearly it, what it's based on. Yeah, instead of it being like on the chest area, mm-hmm. it's right at the like cuff of yes. your of your. Uh, and so shirt. Sean then solves it, and they get to the newspaper to do the here, you know, the accusing and um, the jacques moment. Jacques, yes. And uh, at that moment, Nick, the uh, editor in chief's assistant, is being named the new food critic. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is when Gus accuses him of murder. Yeah, you know, he, he goes right at it, um, but he has some help. Sean um, also, because the thing is, he needs to also not make Sean look bad because technically he's the psychic at the newspaper. So they have to combine forces and basically hammer out this uh, this accusation together, mm-hmm. literally. So they like smart start smacking the shit out of each other, like channeling each other's psychic energies. And there's a nice Lee Majors crack as a fall guy. Yes. Yes, uh, like I that. Love the, yes. The, you needed a fall guy, and Lee Majors wasn't available. Apparently, he lives in town. Uh, he was available. <laughs> but he was above your price range. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, Phil made the risotto, um, and he Phil is the guy with, who was eating Cheetos earlier. Uh, Nick is to... his name, by the way. Phil is the editor-in-chief. Ah, whoops, sorry. Nick made it. My bad. Um, and he snuck it in by posing as a health inspector, a.k.a. the health yeah. inspector that had showed up at Antonio's previously. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, he passed it off because he wanted the cushiest job in the business. And, uh, and yeah, so, and then Sean mentions that they already have a guy who correctly yeah. identified him, which is flimsy at best. Let's For just sure. say. But, but it gets Nick to say that guy, Al Mooney's insane. Um, and a major faux pas by him because no one ever mentioned who the fuck it was. Yeah. And Lassie. See, I don't know that. how that, I don't know how that holds up in court. But that's the best way to solve a crime is to say something and then something reveals a detail. Like that is, <laughs> is the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's under arrest, and mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of it. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, so there's apparently then we learn there's a bank robbery downtown. Uncle Burton wants to tag along, and then we go to the last bit where Uncle Burton's leaving, and Sean has drawn up an employment contract for what the uh, duties of the assistant are, and he's of course trying to get Gus to sign it. Um, and Gus tries to come clean, but Uncle Burton thinks he's coming clean about something else. Yeah, he thinks he's coming clean about using the name Burton Guster, I guess, or signing things as Burton or Guster, yeah, or something. No, well, Gus, because he goes by Gus, and he the thing is, Uncle Burton resents him for not going by Burton because he thinks that Gus is doing it because Burton's a bad name, which it is. Um, oh, I see, I didn't get that. Okay, uh, yeah, sorry. yeah, the idea is that he's named that Gus is named after his Uncle Burton, you know what? Okay. Andre, what, where do you get the name Mario from, if that's not too personal a question? My dad. So, yeah, you go by Andre. You know, it's that type of thing, where it's like, what does it say? But that's a is last that... name. That's like a last name. What do you mean? Well, no, but he, he goes by Gus. Name. No, but he goes by Gus, and everyone calls him Gus. Well, we don't know the circumstances. Maybe someone called him that as a child. No, but he Maybe chooses to choice. go by it. He chooses to go by it, though. Well, and... I choose to go by Andre, and it's not really something I control. I, I'm, I'm so... It's because it's different because it's your dad, but like I can imagine if like he Bert, whether or not you think it's realistic, Burton Uncle Burton resents Gus by not for choosing not to go by Burton. It's his uncle, whatever. Fuck him. I agree, um, but at the same time, not because shouts to John Amos, legend, who plays oh, himself yeah. in Uncut Gems. I don't know if you remember that, but great stuff. Well, even worse, he's an, okay. So he's only mad at him because of this. That's the only reason why. And also, he's a grump. He just seems like a grumpy okay. guy. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he goes, he can sign it any way he wants, and then he ends up heading out, and Sean says, come on, just sign it, you can sign it any way you want, you can sign it as Don Cheadle, which, you know. Yeah, yep. What do you give this episode out of 10? I gave it an 8 out of 10, I liked it, I liked it. So do I, I'm, I like this episode, it's, uh, I love, I, I just like the conceit of it is fun, the idea of the uncle in town, and he thinking, you know, it's this fun bit, and it's a pretty, the case is not crazy, like it's, it's kind of, it's like a pretty um, wide sprawling case. Like case, it's not like all the players are involved at the beginning. You know, like you don't really meet the guy who did it until pretty late in the episode. But it's a yeah. a fun a fun little ditty. You know, yeah, fun bits throughout it with the whole horoscope thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was great. I, yeah. I have no complaints. Sure. And Andre, not you're not going to play when I ask you this. Where can people follow you on social media? You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Christie. You can follow me on Instagram at Jake T. Christie. And if someone gets me a fucking blue sky invite, you can follow me there at Jake Christie. I haven't made the account yet, but I'm gonna swear to God. Anyway. Is everyone doing that? I don't know if Is everyone's doing it, but I'm gonna be doing it because because I I send for basically every Twitter possible different thing because I'm not gonna not post. And so wherever I can post, I will post. Um, Blue Sky honestly seems like it's pretty promising because it's like made by the same guys who did Twitter originally. So, uh, anyway, it also just Kevin seems Durant. like they... what a true Kevin Durant you are. I will never stop yes. posting. I'll never stop posting. But 
the thing about it is that they understand that the thing people liked about Twitter is that the actual like interface is not that complicated. <laughs> like you just follow right. people and you see what they tweet, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, anyway, like Mastodon with like, it's fucking different silos of po- like, yeah. I don't even know how that works. I don't even, neither know. did I. And that's, I'm a social media like addict and I didn't figure it out. So that's a problem. Anyway, you can follow the show on Twitter at first psych pod. Please read if you subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life. And more important than that, tune in next time. Which we talk about if you're so smart, why are you dead? <laughs>